I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know everything they could say. We are here to remind you what you already, already, already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person, and that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks, and at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known, as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true. Just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from. And I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. beautiful humans welcome back I'm your host they call me Sophia wise one and here we are I have to say I am deeply grateful inside myself if you've been walking with me you know oh it has been a journey for the past few months and I am so grateful the tides are turning inside me and I am so grateful for the diligence of my own practice I'm grateful that practices work and that when we show up to ourselves day after day, when we show up to the things that are asking for attention, asking to heal, we show up, we give that attention, we give that patience, we give that kindness. Things do change. Things do heal. And so I am feeling incredibly grateful for the softening, the strengthening, and the opening. And to be completely honest, a growing sense of sanity that is coming returning, I would say returning to me and also a stability that is occurring in me now that really has never been here before. And that is one of the beauties of, of crashing out rock bottom is that you really get to see the rubble at the bottom that was not very stable. And it was a rough winter, a rough spring. And then we've all kind of been initiated together into an even deeper dive. And I, that's where I am today. And so I'm grateful. I am, I am so, I am moved. I am moved today by the, by a sense of, of lightness in my own being that feels hard won and graciously beloved universe given and grateful for my teachers and my healers and myself and 
and diligence and practice. I'm excited to be with you today because, you know, if, if you don't know this about me, I'll tell you about it right now. I'm a huge believer in understanding that there are so many ways to be a healing presence on this planet and leading ceremony is one way. It's just one way. There, every way, every mode, every craft, every art, every contribution has the opportunity to be medicine, to be healing, to be part of the visionary shift, the opportunity to be the awakening of the planet. And so I'm excited to bring to you today a guest who is working the medicine field, working the healing journey, working the the path through business, through business. And, you know, so Jen McFarland is here and she's shared with me a few things. I want to share a few things with you. So she, she shared with me for the first 40 years of my life, I thought everyone experienced the world as I did. Okay, full stop, just for a second. How many of us have had that experience? Like maybe some of us, it wasn't 40 years. I know for me, I just remember being like a teenager and being like, wait, what do you mean? You don't all understand the d- dynamic, subtle nuances of what's taking place right now. How, what, do you not understand? You know, it's like, turns out. So, okay, so Jen says, I started getting frustrated and in trouble at work because I truly didn't understand why no one could see what I could see. Medicine callers, throw your hands up, holler. That's what it's like. My boss told me I could see 15 steps ahead of everyone else and they didn't understand. It wasn't until I quit my job and started my own business that I realized how differently my brain functions and that there was a whole different world out there an intuitive world. Come home to us, darling, come home. I'm still very much on my journey of self-discovery. It's an exciting and scary thing to explore. Jen McFarland, MPA, has over 25 years of training, teaching, and executive experience in leadership, strategic project planning, and digital marketing. She led large-scale public sector projects affecting over 50,000 businesses, handling millions of dollars. Today, she is the founder of Women Conquer Business, a boutique firm dedicated to helping women, people of color, and the LGBTQ plus community build sustainable, give it up for sustainable and generative businesses. Jen lifts people up in a caring, loving, and joyful space to an inner belief and confidence that lead their business with joy, light, and discernment. Oh, discernment, miracle. Discernment is a miracle every every time it comes in. She's a light that helps you shine brighter. You can find her online by listening to her weekly podcast, Women Conquer Business, or jenmcfarland.com. Jen, I just, I'm thrilled by your radiance and your presence. I'm glad you're here today. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for that intro too. That was amazing. Oh, oh, you're, <laughs> oh you're welcome. You're welcome. You know, I just, I had this feeling, I just, when I saw you and kind of got connected with you, I just had this feeling of like, that's what I'm talking about. You know, it's like walking the path as a medicine caller can be, oh, my stomach just like made a feeling. It's it being an intuitive person and navigating inside this world can just be, I'm going to say, I mean, use really gentle language here and call it a shit show. That's what I'm going to say. It's just, <laughs> it can really be a wreck. You know, it's like so many of us have spent time in spaces and in landscapes where we just think we're navigating like isn't this the most obvious thing in the world and we are being met by company or um or uh uh bosses or colleagues or peers or friends or lovers or partners or or uh collaborators who are like i don't understand what you're talking about i can't keep up what are you trying to do um 
you know, and that is just such an unsatisfying experience, I know, for so many of us. And and when your gift and your expertise is in a space that is not necessarily inherently intuitive. Like for me, I still mm -hmm. had experiences like that. And I was studying massage in massage school. I still had experiences that when I was an actress <laughs> in New York City, you know, people still being like, you're just like a little bit, like really in a thing, you know, people are like, a, you know, and so to be kind of in like, strategic planning, <laughs> digital marketing, you know? And meanwhile, you're like seeing down the timeline where people like can't, you know? So I just, I just had this feeling of just like, I see you, I respect you, I'm psyched. Hi, welcome. Hi. Well, you know, and it's it's funny cause you're like, when I was in massage, you know, and I was like, it would be, it would be, it would have been a little more gentle if I had been an actress or in massage, I think just For a sure. little bit, <laughs> you know? Cause here I was like straight up, like, like in the heart of the patriarchy <laughs> oh. and I don't understand what's going on around me. And I'm like, but you know, it's like a little kid, like, listen to me, listen to me, you know? And, oh. um, and literally it was because I didn't, I didn't understand. I had never been around aside from my friend Senta, I had never up to that point been around anybody who really talked about, um, believed in magic or intuition anything like that and so the whole concept was very foreign to me I didn't even have an inkling I, I literally thought that everybody was seeing what I was seeing and kind of like just playing a joke on me or didn't want me around or you know I don't know I mean it was very confusing and then now I look back and I'm like no I was having a whole alternative <laughs> experience that nobody else was really having like and yet I was surrounding myself with people who all had you know magic within them I mean I, I believe everybody does but I think my closest friends were people who were also navigating the world much differently like we were all just finding each other and and walking this path without really talking about it I have a, a, a blog post that I wrote a, a long time ago now, one of my earlier ones, and I think I think it's entitled something like Jesus Christ is a Unicorn, and and I was talking about, uh, it was like an epiphany that I had, I think maybe around Easter one time, around how we're taught, there's like this, like, there's this common myth of, <laughs> of, of unicorns being, um, like, there's only one left, or if you find one unicorn, it's so special, you know, and I was having this epiphany of being like, Horses are herd animals. Like unicorns are herd animals. Like, like, like this idea. This and then the story. The story or the experience of this separatizing. The separate. I'm gonna stick with that. The separatizing of mystics or mystic. The the mysticism of of mystics is kind of what I say. Making it mystical. Kind of making it so different. So that we keep those things to ourselves or we keep those things pulled back or just we don't even think about it um because it's not talked about we either assume everyone is having the same experience or we assume no one's having the same experience and in both situations there's nothing to talk about right like there's this you know there's just this like quiet in that space and so that part of you kind of gathering people around you i think is part of very much of that like that natural inclination like finding finding and then and then gathering us um, tell me okay. what, I mean, I, what? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a hundred percent what was happening. And then, then when I started seeing and meeting other people who were having these experiences, then I could see it more 
among the people that I had around me, like kind of like, oh, well, it's been, oh, look, it's been there all along. You know, it's kind of like that Wizard of Oz moment. Like, you could have gone home at any time. Right. Just click your heels together. And it's, kind of, it's it was kind of like that, you know, and just realizing that, that it was everywhere and that really the journey was about just continuing to find the kind people um, that shared this love and light and experience that were warm and that were open to talking about all of what's going on around us that's so amazing and unique so amazing and unique so tell me what's going on around you or around your work like what are you seeing what are you sensing what are you what's tell me what's happening (laughs) you know um right now i'm in a place where of kind of a very balanced place but i would say that in the i would say the month before covid 19 hit i just felt so dark and heavy and i think everybody around me did like something is coming and it was unclear you know and it was very dark and so i was depressed before everybody else like it's almost like i experienced it before yeah everybody and then now I go through different swings of it, which is probably just experiential right now. Um, but I, I do think there's more coming. You know, I see more more coming. It's just like the calm right now, I think, before the next storm is what I'm feeling. Yeah. Waves. You know? Waves of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, and yet, you know, in my own world... Um, a lot of the work that I do for myself is about remaining present and in the moment. And as long as I stay present and in the moment, then I can feel very secure and very safe. Um, because I, again, I, you know, very much about surrounding myself in with people that I love and trust. And so we're all kind of holding each other right now, knowing that there's so much uncertainty. So it, it is for me, you know, because a lot of this stuff is so new, <laughs> a lot of it for me is still about kind of um, holding it tight and very dear, you know, and, and caring for myself in a great deal so that I can then also serve others. I mean, that's, that's kind of how, um, how it works best for me because when I talk to people and the more people talk to me like about their business or about their life the more everything opens up and I can see what's possible for somebody else but the only way that it works is if I have that place of calm right so I'm very much about maintaining that calm so that I'm able to to do to do the the rest of it (laughs) to help people and serve I have a question but it's not forming yet um, <laughs> I was in there. What are some of the ways that you stay present, that you bring yourself back to center, that you care for yourself in that, in, in those waves? Yeah. So, um, I like to burn stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, me too. Yeah, uh-huh. that's what I like to do. Uh-huh. Um, I have, um, I have a girlfriend who 
works a lot with plants and the healing properties of plants and she gives me things to burn and then just other herbs and things like that and that helps um, ground me a little bit I also like to practice stillness and just be in in nature like right now I'm in Portland Oregon and we've had so much rain and it makes it a little difficult to just go hang out Right. in the yard and in the in the soil because it's been raining really hard uh, when it's not happening I'm outside as I can um, and then just uh, you know stillness I, I think that for me it, a lot of it is about staying away from the media and social media and everything as much as possible because those just stress me out have they it stresses me out have they always stressed you out um, no, I'm more sensitive to it than I think I was before. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. When you get quiet and and with yourself, either in general or invitation right now, I'm curious. Like, what are you needing? Like, I heard you say like a sense of calm and safety. I'm just wondering, just asking. Like, what do you need right now? I I'm not sure I think I just need um, the word that came to me was um, security oddly enough <laughs> I don't I don't know I, I mean and it's I don't need to know everything for sure um, but I think that that in my life right now, I'm at a crossroads personally and possibly professionally where, you know, the more I learn about myself, the more I need to consider how all of these pieces fit together. Yeah. And and I think that that's where that sense of security um, is coming from is like, there's so much unknown, you know, the more I learn and, and know about myself, the more I want to still like, almost feel like me and then also ha i'm gonna laugh at you ha <laughs> that's so dear <laughs> no no i'm with you i'm with you no no i, I feel you it was it's like are we back are we we're, back? yeah we're back we're back okay so right so as you're getting you want to feel like you yeah well i mean i think what's happening is i'm feeling more like me and it's yes, um exactly. and it's a little bit scary yeah and uh so like I'm grasping at things and at the same time when I'm quiet, then I know everything is okay. Mm. When I'm gra yeah, I'm grasping it grasp I'm grasping at things and then when I'm quiet I know everything's okay. I really I really feel that. I feel like there's such a there's such a collective like turning and push and click 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 like this like kind of being um moved in inward and that stimulates for those of I mean for the us those of us who already have practices or have ways of sitting with ourselves then it's it's this deeper initiation right it's just like so I know you were wondering but like face it you know like it's like it's just like you know it's just like a little bit of it can be a little bit of like the face in the dirt kind of moment of being like you like because we were already 
I haven't talked about it like this before, but I feel like that. It's like I was already pretty close to my stuff, you know, and then it was just like, just like. <laughs> so let me ask you this: yeah. Do you do you get mad when that happens? Because sometimes I do. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I'm gonna clap it out. Oh yeah! Yeah, I get. I have. I am. I, there are parts of me that are so graceful and so patient and so fierce and so faith-filled. And I have spent a lot of time, 2020 was the year of the surging petulant child. I was, I, I, I like, I'm reaching for my face. Like those of you who are listening, I'm like clawing at my own face. This was, I was furious. I felt like I was I was already, I was like, I put my face close to this pile of composting shit and was like, I will see what's, I understand that I have something to get out of this. And then I just felt like I just got like, you know, just fucking face planted into it. And just, and, and I was furious. I was angry. I was scared. I was hurt. And so much for me I'm just so grateful to have the passion to be furious even about it like in this dialogue so much of that I was just I was too what did I say the other friend I said I was too tired to be mad like I was so exhausted you know that kind of it's like there's a kind of exhaustion that comes from a soulful fury you know like a just a an an ego torrent that just just left me depleted and uh, frustrated and tired and determined. You know, I think that is like, that's my 20, 30 plus years of practice that is my saving grace is that even while I'm being face blended or even while I'm exhausted or frustrated, I, if I can see a smidge of, of greater awareness, something new, then I will I will like that's what I I like latched onto that. I was, I was gonna say you latch on. That, that was yeah. that was my like saving grace. Was like I found that fucking diamond in the rough and was just like I'm maybe covered in shit, but this is mine. You know, like <laughs> not gonna give that up. I was like, okay, I see. This is my codependent, self-hating, suicidal. Just to throw some casual terms into the mix right now. That's- Right. It's good. It's all good. Just like, you know, that just lineal inherited witch wound. I mean, all of that unstable, mentally insane, emotionally dependent, financially a wreck. Just like I mean, I saw all of that with this glistening awareness and was just like, well, this is a mess and I hate it. I've tried so hard. That wound, I mean, that feeling of like, I've tried so hard. My anger. And this is, I feel, I, my anger, the, the thing that, I, that is, thanks for asking, Jen, my anger this year came out by deep, like, this is so real. And I can feel, I'm having one of those moments where it's like, I can, I know my listeners, like, I know, you know what I'm saying. Cause so many of us as, as mystics, intuitives, many of my listeners, Jen, uh, have been, have been practitioners for decades. This is not the door just opened. Literally from across the room. Thank you and welcome. Thank you for joining us. That door just opened itself. Okay. Great. You're welcome. Thank you. You are welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Jen also says, okay. And we have company. Okay. 
I know my listeners are, have been deeply practicing and, and this anger, this fury that I had felt, uh, the phrase that came out of my mouth when I was in my deep, passionate fights with the universe were, I gave you everything. <laughs> I gave you, I did everything you fucking asked and I gave you everything. Why, why does it feel like this? Like what, like I gave you everything. Like I want the fucking promise. Like you promised me. Like I was so mad. And every answer I got in that space was literally like, can we get six weeks, Chica? Like, (laughs) like, like, have you heard of patience? You know, I'm just like, but I, it was that feeling of like it, everything in my anger was, it was late. It was not enough in the midst of living a complete miracle landscape. I mean, a complete miracle landscape. Like when COVID hit, I was staying with friends in this beautiful neighborhood in Asheville for a few days and unprompted, my friend came in and said, you can just stay here till it's over. Just stay, just stay. And I was just like, and at first I was like, okay, but like, I'm a nomad, I'm on the move, I'm depressed, which means I really just want to drive around in my car and see people that I love for like two days and then like avoid things. So, you know, thanks for the invitation. But like, you know, but as it settled in, I was like, oh, wow. And so I'm like in community that I love. I am have ever, all the tools that I need. I, you know, am getting signs and symbols. I'm getting, you know, just like, just, I mean, sign after symbol, like, so blessed, miracle landscape, and yet I felt terrible. I felt terrible. I was just in the depths of my, literally, I gave you everything anger fit. So that's my, so sometimes, yes. So the answer is yes. So the answer is yes. <laughs> sometimes I get mad. Yeah. Sometimes I, I get mad. Yeah, I get mad less. I do get mad. I, I get frustrated, I think is more when I don't get it <laughs> or when it's like not what I expect. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll say, I will say that as you were talking, um, when you asked me kind of how I feel or how things are now, um, I feel good and everything, but my soul is tired. Mm. You know, it's almost like, again, we're doing this again, <laughs> you know? And like in this present, I'm like, Girl, this is the first time this ever happened. You know? right. <laughs> like, but, but you know, <laughs> the reality is that that it's not the first time. Yeah, it's it's not. Um, it it is the first time that I've experienced. But there are so many people who experience this in the present time all the time. That's you right. know, I, I live. I was in Peace Corps, and um, and I saw what real work was. I experienced it. <laughs> And then this is something that generationally has gone on again and again, are things like this. And I think that those patterns are what just, you know, like, so in as much as like the present is good, my soul is tired. It feels like this is a pattern that we need to break. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I really, I really feel that. And I appreciate you naming that and saying that. And, and I also want to say that for the in general i i really deeply um do a lot of yesing and thank you for my life even in its unexpected and not you know not 
places that I and I have found a lot of power and empowerment and clarity to whatever's handed to me to say whatever I'm experiencing or witnessing to say this is the best case scenario this is the best and it's like that's that's it the no matter how terrible it looks and so I still have that foundation do I get mad about that sometimes while it happens sure and a deeper sense I do too yeah for sure and what you're talking about in terms of you're talking I mean when you say that what I hear is a number of different things I hear one of the things that I you know from the very onset of this I said crisis will expose the weakest links in a, in a system, in a culture, in a family. It always does. It always does. It will show you the strengths and it will show you what's not working. And so I had a real pit in my stomach, right? At the, I was like, the most vulnerable populations are going to be the most vulnerable populations. Like that's going to be what we see. And the, the heartbreaking gift in this is that there are people who are waking up and seeing things that they have been able to deny or say aren't happening and that I believe that consciousness and awareness is one of the you know just it's like basic like you have to step out of denial acceptance right is Mm -hmm. part of what allows for something to come forward and you talk about breaking that pattern when we're talking about personal patterns we're talking about cultural patterns or systemic problems A, a systemic recognition of that problem is is an incredible opportunity like we still need to optimize and and embrace that opportunity (laughs) but it's an incredible opportunity to make a new pattern to interrupt that pattern Mm -hmm. to do a pattern interrupt and I not only do I wish but I pray and I make offerings and I visualize like the fastest like quantum leap timeline jumping like like all (laughs) fucking bets in like alchemy style like like let's just wake up wake up from the dream wake up from the dream wake up from the dream like right now tomorrow in at in 10 minutes like now 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 so that those lives those bodies those systems can be healed and shifted and at the same time having an understanding of healing and evolution in an earth time way in a ripple time so that those Mm -hmm. things aren't contrary that like the quantum reality that we live in a vibrationally constructed reality so vibrations create the manifested reality so you shift the vibrations the manifested reality changes boom and there's not really a timeline on that actually because the quantum realm doesn't have time so that's a thing (laughs) and then we have the manifested reality which has a timeline Right. And so the interplay between those things and how do I show up and contribute and participate and support the shifting in both the non-linear, non-timeline space and in the timeline space? How do I like show up and participate and have patience and build kindness in a timeline that needs sequential or linear change Mm -hmm. to have results? Yes. And it's work and it, it stinks that it's work. Because that's work is hard, and yet, in order to really reap the benefits, we have to um, remain steadfast and stick with it. And we gotta, we gotta have stick-to-itiveness. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's work, um, and that's a lot of around the work that I do is that understanding that there are linear pieces to it, and it's not all non-time sequential. There are parts of it that actually require that stick-to-itiveness that working on things day after day the things that you call a practice you know it I don't necessarily call it a practice just because I'm not 
Okay, I'm not gonna say I'm not. I would say I I, I don't promote myself as a healer. <laughs> what I provide is healing, and and a lot of that healing does come from within and by understanding that like every day you need to revisit these things so that you can manifest that reality and so that you can create and alter the timeline that you're on. I mean, I feel like I'm living proof of it. You know, I, I, I hit rock bottom when I let, I've had several rock bottoms, but like the one that led me to be, bless them all, you know, bless all of our, all of I our know, many right? rock bottoms, such sacred but times. But I still remember, um, you know, being like laying on the kitchen floor of my house mm. and grabbing my husband by like the pant leg and just saying, I can't do this anymore. Oh. Don't make me go back to that place. Oh. And it was about my job. And I was like, I don't care. I I will not let us be homeless. It was really like, and it was so real in that moment, you know, like I'm, I'm sitting here crying because it was so real in that moment and it's still very real. And of course, like we wouldn't be homeless, but like in that moment, there was just so much unknown and so much pain, like in needing things to change and wanting things to change. And I had been building something all along that I just needed that moment was just that moment where it was like, you need to leap now. You need to just believe that everything that you've built and everything that you've done um, will sustain you. And, and it has beautifully. <laughs> I'm like a whole different person now coming out of that rock bottom like three years ago. So it, it is a practice and it's in that daily weekly, monthly, you know, being angry followed by um, peace, you know, <laughs> that like you start to build and grow into something and manifest the changes that whether they're on a timeline or not, you know, are happening all around us all the time. Can you just say that again? It just it can be totally different words. I just, there's, it was just, I felt it in my heart. It's okay if you can't. I just, I like want to hear it again. It's like the, the part that I want to hear again is the part where, like what happened to your life after, like, like tell us again what what's possible. <laughs> so, um, so I had, I had, I'll back up just a little to kind of give more context. I had built an entire career. I had been in the Peace Corps and I loved projects. I loved helping people and being with people and, and helping them see what was possible. And my husband said, well, that's, that's what you need to do after Peace Corps. Cause I was like, I don't know what to do next. This is the best experience I've ever had. And I went to graduate school and learned more about projects and worked for 10 years in the public sector. Like, you know, like the intro said, leading these like really huge projects. And one of the signs that I was experiencing a different world was I was like, they're going to, they don't want me to be here anymore. And everybody's like, are you crazy? And I was like, no, I'm not. They, they don't, they do not want me to be here anymore. They're actively working to get rid of me. And and everybody was like, what? And then I got called into the office on a day that I had not slept and I had made the mistake of telling somebody I was so tired. And um, <laughs> I had gotten, 
I had called I had called HR because I kind of knew what was happening, and they were like, "Oh, have they given you the memo?" An hour later, told me everything. An hour later, I got called into the office, so I was prepared for like what was gonna come, which was basically they were in, in Japan. They have this phrase: "It's like." The nail that sticks out gets pounded down and they were pounding me down because they wanted me to obey and because i had this um warning <laughs> you know i sat there and i smiled and they went through it and i said are you done and and they're like yes and i said okay and i got up and left and then i fell apart like as soon as i got to my office then i like fell apart um i was an executive so like you're not really supposed to go to your office <laughs> just cry like a baby and I packed up my stuff and I left and I went home and I, I couldn't stop like I was like I can't believe that this is over because I really thought that that was my life and mm. like my career and I had worked so hard and you know I was kind of keeping it together for my husband and I had been trying to like keep it together and um I just collapsed and it was, you know, you don't want to, if you're going to have a dramatic collapse, you really don't want that to be on the kitchen floor. And yet, <laughs> saying. And, yet and yet, so, so was, often, you know, so often the kitchen so floor often. receives us there. It's just inconvenient. Um, it's and, the hearth. you know, so I, I collapsed down there and I was like, I just, mm. I can't do mm. this. Don't make me go back. And, and I want to be very clear. It wasn't that I needed my husband's permission, but we've been married for 20 years. Like, we do things together and I can't just say I'm done. Like, it's just not how, how we do things in, in our family, you know? And, and I was, and I was, it was very like, when I say it now, it sounds so dramatic. And yet it was so real to say, like, yeah. I'm looking into the abyss. I don't know what's going to happen if I stay, but it's going to be really bad. And I don't know what's going to happen if I go, but it's not going to be the same as where I'm at today. And no matter what, we're going to be okay. You know? And like, I looked up at him and he was like, okay. Okay. You know? And then, and then that was that. And, you know, the next day I went in and I gave my, uh, notice and, uh, my boss never talked to me again. For the, even though I stayed and gave notice, like he never talked to me again, and um, which was fine, it was weird, but it was fine. <sighs> and I um, didn't know what was going to happen. It was all very surreal. I still have dreams about uh, going back and working for a while and then quitting again. Like I've been having them. It's like three years ago, you know, and and it, mm. so it's like. Uh, it's still haunting my dreams, like almost like unfinished work, you know? Um, and yet it was time to go and, and it was scary. And yet at the same time, when I left, I mean, I was like playing Tina Turner at full blast <laughs> for weeks, you know, you know? Um, and it was, it, it was, it was a big turning point in my life. I think it was one of the first times that I really, made made space for myself and believed in myself and then did the work you know and realized that I had this like bigger purpose for my my life you know that my my purpose was more about 
bringing love and light to others and taking these skills and this, this life that I've built and giving it to people who would appreciate it and who needed it and who would take that, those gifts and, and move it ahead further. And so I just told the story in a completely different way. <laughs> um, but it was, it was medicine. I mean, it was the break that I needed from this whole, like, I don't know what else to call it. Like this following the rules, being the good girl, doing what you've always been told. Mm-hmm. It was like breaking away from that and saying there has to be another way. And I don't know what that way is, but we'll figure it. We'll figure it out. But I haven't been on my kitchen floor again. I mean, other than to like clean it and stuff. Like I haven't, <laughs> I haven't collapsed again <laughs> from that. Mm. Um, and it was a real low point. I mean, and also a, a time of tremendous belief in yourself when you're at that low point to just be like. They're not gonna. They're not gonna make me be somebody that I wasn't. Because mm. that was really like, when it felt like like I was either choosing one path or the other, and the one path was gonna pay a lot of money, but I was gonna lose myself, and the other path was, we didn't know how much money it was gonna be, but I at least got got to be me, and I chose me, and I bet on myself, maybe for one of the first times ever and it was beautiful and hard and it's still hard sometimes but it's it's so much better thank you for choosing mm-hmm. you and choosing your sight <laughs> your knowing yeah yeah thanks yikes <laughs> Yeah. They're really good. Both versions are really good stories. I just want you to know. They're both they're both really, really good. What so many people right now are have gone through a kitchen floor moment either because they lost their job, because they're afraid they're going to lose their job or confronting the truth of how much they don't want their job. Um, So many people are hearing that inner call that the busyness was covering up, you know? And Mm -hmm. for those people that are wanting to take their knowing, their self, and build something sustainable, generative. What do you have? What do you have to share with them right now? Believe in yourself. Hmm. It it starts. It starts with you, and and you know I can I can tell you over and over again how worthy you are and how much you can do and everyone around you can tell you that and when you believe in yourself and you feel it in your own core even if it's just for a small minute or a spark Mm. that is when the change happens that's when the real change happens 
and everyone around you can lift you up and support you and yet you need to take that step you need to be brave even for just one small second and open yourself up to what is possible and that is when things will begin to open up for you and that is when you'll begin to see that light that's ahead of you that will take you to wherever that next step is supposed to be but it comes from within that is the real real that's so real that is just the real real okay all right okay all right okay (laughs) okay are you a cheerleader now okay ready okay let's go i want to know okay so you're here you'll stay go yay okay yay okay all right all right okay 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 so what i'm saying is okay so okay okay so i'm having this moment jen and i'm like all right i've opened up i see myself I have it. I have a minute's opening. I have that clarity. I know what it is. I'm going to sing. I'm going to launch that coding project. I'm going to propose to the colleague to create a new project together. I'm going to, I have that moment, that clarity, that self, that vision. Um, And then I take an action. What are, what are some of the, what are some like, like concrete, maybe it's just one, like, I, I'm past the high of that initial choice. You know what I'm talking about. Past that high of that initial choice. And now it's like Wednesday at noon. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> How do I get from here to there? What's, I don't know, some gems. Some gems from the from the field of like of idea. I mean, this could be anything. This could be a spreadsheet, an app, a thing you do every day, a, a mantra. I don't, I don't care. But like something that you, that you know, that's like a a tool or a skill or a changed habit behavior that can can project completion is a thing for intuitive people. It is. It's a thing in general. It's a real thing. But it's a real thing. So. Yeah. So tell, give us some gems for those of us who are like, but I, I want it to ha- I want it to happen. I don't just want to have the great idea. I want it to happen. Um, what do you have? Sure. I mean, I'm look. I'm passionate about getting stuff done. That's a that's a big thing for me. <laughs> I help people get things done. <laughs> I mean, that look that strategic project planning thing is real, yo. Like it's not. <laughs> you know. Um, so the way that I talk about it is you have to be taking aligned action Mm. and what that means is you are the center of you know your business or you're the center of your life and your world and you have to look at it from this place of groundedness and alignment and you need to go from like these big dreams your vision um, whatever your mission is whether it's your business or your life and then when you go down into the doing part you have to make sure and seek out that all of these pieces are in alignment with you. Mm. A lot of times what people do is they skip down to like the doing because we feel like if we're just doing stuff, we're moving things forward. Wow. But if we're not aligned in what we are doing and we just start doing whatever, 
you know, what we're going to do, and it's one of the things I talk about on my podcast sometimes, is you begin to climb the wrong mountain. Like you just climb a mountain. <laughs> it may not be your mountain. <laughs> it's just the mountain. What I, what I really encourage people to do is to take those actions that are the most aligned. And what that means is, you know, and not everybody likes it, but it's like we have to build some sort of foundation that connects these big vision, like fuzzy ideas that we have so much clarity about, but we have no earthly idea how we're going to get them done. Mm. We have to do some work piece by piece. And that's what I mean. Like manifesting is work. Like we have to do some things to kind of continue to signal to the universe. I'm still on the path. I still want this. Yeah. And that's part of how manifesting works. And then there's also the tangible daily things that you can do, whether it's like, um, reminding yourself of what your goals are and what are the three things you're going to do today that take you towards that goal. I mean, it can be as simple as that. You don't necessarily have to have like a huge project plan <laughs> for like everything. You do need some sort of way that you can connect between yourself and your inner knowing and this, this purpose that you've set out for yourself with some goals that let you know if you're on the right track. And then some things that you're going to do all the time that are daily or today versus tomorrow that are going to help you towards those goals. Otherwise, like I said, you're either going to be building somebody else's mountain or you're going to wake up one day and be like, well, I, I'm standing over here and what I really want is over there. And that still looks way cooler. And then you find out that you have to go start all over again. Mm. And that's no fun. Does that make sense? Like the take you have, so you have to take aligned action. You have to maintain that homeostasis. You can't just skip ahead to like to do lists that may have nothing to do with your purpose. Mm. Love that. Love that. What comes to mind for me, and I'm curious, I'll be curious to hear what you have to say about this, is two things come to mind for me. One is I have a practice that I refer to as calling, that's not how that said following I have a practice that I call following the thread and that mm -hmm. is a like daily practice of kind of checking in with your soul right getting clear when you have that mission of like my soul wants to have that go to this thing this one thing that it wants to happen and you check in and say what do I need to do today to move mm -hmm. towards that and then you do that, whether it takes 15 minutes or whether that takes two hours, or whether it takes eight hours, or whether that instruction that day is rest, right? Like you do the thing that is that. I hate those days, by the way, <laughs> the rest days. As somebody who likes to get things done, I, I hate rest days. <laughs> oh, I just offer you so many You're blessings on your like, your new love for resting that you may, that, You're welcome. that may have. I hate rest. <laughs> All my friends who are listening right now are like, no shit, no exaggeration. Okay, sorry, as you were. Okay. Sorry, continue. So you follow the instructions that you get, and, and that's often those things will be, it'll be one or two things that you need to do that day, maybe three, but usually it's one or two things that you need to do that day, and then, and then you have the entire rest of the day, right, to do whatever the kind of general other things that you may be doing, but to have one thing, to pick one thread, to follow that thread and to let 
everything kind of manifest or circulate or around like not not force or show up to that so that's that's one piece that crossed my mind that following the thread that alignment thing the other thing that crossed my mind and I'm not sure if it's a share maybe it's a comment it's like I don't, it's a it's a question it's a comment it's a thought um is this notion of aligned action all the way down to the to-do list it makes me think of like when I um Why does this feel like I'm trying to think of like a concrete example? Um, like when I was like, okay, I finished my booking game and academy and I'm going to be, I want to be launching it and sharing it and I want to do that through a virtual tour. So I'm going to be podcasting. I want to do like a podcast tour, right? So, so I have this vision of this podcast tour. Like that feels like this like complete thing. And then it's like, okay, what's the action that I do? So talk about alignment, right? So what I've been noticing for myself is like, it feels really good for me to go into the She Podcasts group and mm-hmm. connect with people there. That feels really good. Participating, reading, being connected, feeling connected to that space feels good. There's these other places or other platforms that are like, get a guest, get booked. And I like go to engage with them and I just get this like feeling that's like, yeah, like it like doesn't, you know? And so then, you know, so then I'm like, so I think that's like kind of my common question is like, is that mm-hmm. kind of what you mean when you talk about like being in alignment and listen to yourself? Or is it like, I want the podcasting tour but then someone says to me like, you should get a booking agent and I get like a media booking agent that's not podcasting because it's a good idea and I'm supposed to do it. Like, yes, right. both different. What can you, those are my, some of my thoughts. Yes. So um, first of all, I would say I love following the thread. I would say make sure it's the golden thread mm. that you're following the most important thread that, that you can. Um, and then you can follow the other threads, <laughs> right? Make sure you're doing something for that golden thread that's weaving through your whole life. Yes. That's kind of what the alignment means. Mm. The other part, the other piece to this is taking, of, of taking aligned action is understanding, ha- having the knowledge of ourselves, having the self-awareness around things we like to do versus things really other people should be doing, <laughs> you know? And so when we take aligned action, a lot of times when I work with people, it's about, okay, you want this thing, you hate doing marketing, who can help you with that? Mm. You know, you're doing this thing, you hate X, who can help you with that? You Mm. know, and so it's a lot of it is about resource gathering. Doesn't mean money, (laughs) it just means who can help you? And then who is it out there that is you know, your competition or who is going to make it difficult. And when you, when you give voice to all of those things, both the things that you love to do and the things you don't like to do and the people who are on your side and the people who are not on your side, it actually is relieving. It releases you of so many different things Mm. and it allows you to continue to say, go in the She Podcast site and play with the people that you want to play with and then find an advocate or somebody to go into the spaces that you don't want to play in but that will still be generative and supportive and keeping you on that aligned path. That was so simple and, and just blew my mind. That was just so satisfying. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. There's, you know, thank you that, that, yeah, I feel like that really 
really did the thing of like kind of really un, like really understanding like the piece that you're that that you're offering right now yeah uh yeah so what I wanted to say was um to those of you listening you know this invitation of one of the things that you just shared with us so powerfully is that ability of like lay it all down like map it all out this like who's got your back who can help you with that you know what stories ideas principles do you think are competition what do you imagine is competition you know, so half the time our competition are not our competition. They're our collaborators, but we think about them yes. as our competition. So to, you know, to go, to go down that tunnel in your head and just say, you know, you know, maybe even to name some of the insecurities around that, just give that place a place to live. And then the things that you love to do, the things that you have clarity that need to be done, you know, maybe you don't love mm -hmm. to do them, the things that you love to do to just lay, you know, write those down or, you know, schedule a time with a friend and take turns having these conversations, naming all of these things. And and one thing mm -hmm. that I know, and I really felt just from what you were saying right now is like, just that practice alone is going to transmute or alchemize anywhere from like 60 to 70% of the resistance or the, mm -hmm. the I, I don't know how to do anything about it. And, and that remaining 30% is like, that's either action you need to take or, you know, help you need to get or, you know, or, uh, or time you need to let, you yeah. know, you need to let the universe kind of work it out. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it is about that intentionality of giving your ideas air. And sometimes that really means like taking them out of the box and playing with them for a while mm. and finding out what other people say and how other people are going to guide you and help you. It's giving it space. It's also letting the universe know that you're serious <laughs> about what it is that you want to do. And, and then, understanding that connectedness that we have to other people and that we can't navigate the world solely on our own and if you want to do something big um you need you need support to help you take that plunge and so a lot of the work is yeah involving other people it sounds very um Oddly enough, the word that I use is esoteric, like because for a lot of people, um, project management is this like crazy black box of words and meanings and things that don't make sense. But at the at the very very core of it, it's really just about what do you want to do, who needs to help you, mm. and how are you going to know if you're successful. And that's it. And you just create whatever it is that you need around those three questions. Write those down, people. Put them on your mirror. <laughs> maybe not your mirror. Maybe that's not the place to put it. But put them somewhere to sit with them. It's so – it really touches for me. I can really feel the parts of me that love collaboration, love connection, love other people, and my own um, healing that I'm in right now around that idea of um, – that cont that feeling, that vulnerability of asking for help or asking for participation um, or asking for engagement. And I think one of the things that I want to remind myself and everybody else listening is that when a project is a vision, it's a big vision, it's a big energy, it's a gift to the collective. When you invite people into it, you are giving them an opportunity to participate in something that nourishes them. You are becoming a food mm -hmm. source. People... Um, like to say yes to things that have meaning and bring meaning into their life. So you 
even that invitation is is a source of service and to remember that and to especially when we're in alignment right it's like that Mm -hmm. that's not manipulation that's not coercion you know alignment will trust that people will come in and out in a way that is is really in service so great yeah way to like bring it home man that's true (laughs) well and and you know the thing is the thing about that's curious about alignment is you could have a goal that you're in alignment with um, but it doesn't mean that you're in alignment with everything that it's going to (laughs) require does that make sense like it not you know it's 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 not it may not bring out the best skills within you and that's why you have to invite people who will come and go and in and out to support you at different times because um, it's interesting I was in a course yesterday that was like write your name three times with your non-dominant hand right and it's like uncomfortable unless you're ambidextrous which I'm jealous a and b like if but no matter what you probably have one hand that you're more comfortable than the other so write your name three times with your hand that you're not comfortable with and the person said and then she said, now write it three times with the hand that you normally write with. And she's like, so when you're writing with your dominant hand, that's what it feels like to work in in your in your skills, like in your genius. When you're writing with the hand that you're not used to writing with, that's when that's what it feels like when you're forcing yourself to do something that is outside of what you're really good at. Those are the things that you need to get help with. Those are the things that you need to do. So if you think about the discomfort that you feel when you're writing with your non-dominant hand and then translate that into other spaces, like for me, um, I'm not super comfortable managing money around my business. So I need to find somebody to help me. For example, it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm not aligned with money. So I'm just going to let that go. <laughs> no, it means like right. you need to get help with that. Right. Um, so that you can uh, fulfill your dreams and your goals. So like there's, there's kind of this, and that's kind of where the discernment comes in there. You have to have some discernment around, well, I actually really need that thing that I don't like doing <laughs> and, and invite somebody else in to help you so that you can spend more of your time writing with your dominant hand, which is like, the stuff you're really good at. Right. Love that. And what you need to bring into the world. Love that. And it also reminds me of, you know, for me, I really struggled with 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 diligent money management for a long time and I kept trying to outsource it, but I did it in a way that was out of alignment. I would literally outsource it and then look away. I was like, this is it was avoidance. It wasn't help. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, oh, you'll right. take care of it and then not doing it and then being like, oh, it's really different to be like to like take the time to like create the practice and skills and then what it is to have support, to have collaboration, not to use delegation as a way of avoidance. And that I think yes. is also a, a piece of discernment and understanding good good management. Jen, what a journey we've taken together. <laughs> I know, right? This was fabulous. This, thank you so much for your deep sharing and vulnerability and your wisdom. I feel like these like right at, it's like like these are great, great, great takeaways. They feel really great. Um, loved our time together. Love your presence. Just, you know, wishing you felt my heart is just filled with such a sense of that like deepening and deepening and deepening of of your trust and your um, 
openness and your integration of becoming more and more of yourself that you're on. Just want to celebrate that, lift that up and bless that. Um, my second to last closing question is where do you, how do you like people to reach out or be in contact with you? What, what's your, is there anything that you like to kind of let people know about? We said your web, you know, websites in the show notes, uh, you have your podcast, women conquer business and, uh, let me, so, yeah, any, anything else? Invitations, directions? <laughs> sure. You know, I mean, of course, you can reach out to me through my website, uh, womenconquerbiz.com. Uh, you can also go to jenmcfarland.com. They both go to the same place. Um, you can, you know, if you have questions or need help, you can also um, email me at hello at womenconquerbiz.com. I'll be sure to answer your questions. Um, and I just have so many like free tools and things. If you go to uh, Women Conquer Biz slash free, um, you know, you can get all kinds of little tools and stuff. It is with a business twist, of course, but it is also helpful just in life. And um, yeah, I'm on social, um, Facebook, uh, Pinterest, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, at Women Conquer Biz. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on all the places. Women conquer girls. Great. Okay, beautiful. Okay. Here is our closing question. I'm ready. Okay. It's very presumptuous. It presumes that you understand that we are part of a great turning, a great awakening, and a great rebirthing of a paradigm, a consciousness, a planet, a reality. You're with me. I'm with you. My question is, when we get through that, if we're in a tunnel and we get out the other side of that tunnel, what does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it taste like? What do you know? What's one piece that you can weave from that landscape on the other side of this birthing time? As, as you were talking, uh, it it opened up as a large light and um it's an opening mm -hmm. and a lightness and something that we've never mm. experienced before in our bodies mm. it's much more beautiful the caution is that we have a long <laughs> the journey is not done and we have um well, there will be a lot of darkness before the light, um, which will be very difficult. But once we get there, it, it's it's a landscape unlike anything that, that we've experienced before. Mm. With that, I offer and summon the blessings of courage, of patience, of fortitude, of stick to of kindness. As we journal, journal, as we journal, do that, it's time to write. As we journey, as we move, as we vision, as we pass through the many thresholds that will initiate us, that will prepare us, that will molecularly shift the very structures of our being so that we can exist and be present in this new landscape. May we be so kind to ourselves and each other. May we have the courage to choose faith and well-being to 
experience joy and beauty as the journey unfolds. Jen, thank you so much for being with us today. I really, really appreciate it. As always, darlings, just what a total pleasure to be with you. Please, 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 I invite you to take a moment to hit subscribe wherever you listen. If there's a place to leave a rate or review, I really appreciate it. Come and hang out with me at Sophia Wise One, mostly on Instagram, but I'm around, you know. Come to my website, sophiawiseone.com. Come join the community. We are doing ceremony together. We are playing and laughing, learning and healing in the community, the temple, Patreon. Welcome you to join me there. Thank you so much. Be well. Take care of yourselves. Mush, 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 mush. I'm just mushing. I'm mushing. I'm mushing. So much love. So many blessings. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. (laughs) Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's knees and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Y'all know you need to hear that though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.